The Cuban Missile Crisis was a shocking event for all of America, with nuclear warfare basically knocking on their back door. Today, we're going to talk about the different aspects of the crisis, and how it affected the world globally. This is History Hit. We begin with the background. In 1955, a man by the name of Nikita Khrushchev replaced Malenkov, and Malenkov replaced Stalin in 1953. Meanwhile, over in the USA, John F. Kennedy reigned as 35th president. In the late 19th century, the USA had gained full control of Cuba. From there, they planted a man called Batista, controlled by the USA, corrupt and essentially a pawn. The United States of America then had complete control over Cuban economy. And while the Cuban economy was productive compared to other Latin American countries, the wealth was not distributed equally. Details pile up on major events before the Cuban Missile Crisis, but to speedrun them, the USA secretly fueled a revolution against Fidel Castro, a man who successfully overthrew Batista on January 1st, 1959. The USA rallied, or used, Cuban people against Castro, who had nationalized the country, to invade Cuba. Around 1,400 Cuban patriots were ushered by the CIA, suited up, and sent off to take over an island. They never even made it to land. This American political embarrassment was called the Bay of Pigs. And afterwards, any trust that ever existed between the U.S. and Cuba were utterly crushed. After the USA estrangement, Cuba turned to communist USSR as new allies. And in spring of 1962, Russia deployed missiles into Cuba. There are three main traditional explanations as to why this happened. The first one being, they were behind in the space race. Kennedy had insisted that USA was behind, but in reality they had a significant lead, and Khrushchev suspected it. In reality, the US was capable of ICBM, intercontinental ballistic missiles, whereas the Soviet Union's missiles limited to targets only in Europe. A missile base in Cuba meant to equalize strategic situations. The second was the fear of U.S. invasion. The Bay of Pigs, albeit a disastrous embarrassment, validated the fear, as well as documents found in the 90s suggesting plans to invade. The third reason was a missile for a missile. The U.S. had a missile in Turkey, and Khrushchev thought that if he put missiles in Cuba, the U.S. would be convinced to remove theirs from Turkey. Both sides were driven by a need to win. Why? Because winning would draw people in. Winning would increase your attractiveness towards the political system you belong to. It would state that you have more power than the other. Which brings us to brinkmanship. The act of going to the brink, or the edge of a situation, pushing your opposition to the limit. Whoever backs down first is admitting to being the weaker. Politically, it shows strength and by doing so, wins people over to your side. 
The question is national ego or safety of your country. Of course, it's never that simple in politics. In my opinion, playing chicken is unsafe in a truck and even more unsafe politically. It's a scary thing to have two men holding dynamite to the world with matches in their words. Assuming that they would have actually gone for it, had either one made the wrong choice, we would have been thrown into nuclear war. Theorists estimate 300 to 500 million casualties, and that's not counting the variables, like the uninvolved countries' reactions. It was very real for every American, as DEFCON went from 3 to 2 to 1. Disaster was close enough to touch, or, if you were going a solid 100 kilometers an hour, approximately an hour and a half away. When the war ended on October 27th, Kennedy and Khrushchev agreed to certain terms. Nine months later, they signed an atmospheric test ban treaty. Cuba came out of the crisis as a Soviet satellite, and by October 1964, Khrushchev was dismissed as the Soviet leader. The crisis shows politics a little like a schoolyard, except a very dangerous, dangerous schoolyard with... Consequences that could blow up the entire town, forget the school, if you hit the wrong kid on the playground. So that's your hit of history for the week. Tune in next episode for something just as invigoratingly informative. Until then.